and welcome back to the Honest as a Mother podcast. You are back with Amanda, and today I'm joined by Carolyn Turkington, aka one out of two of the mom babes. Um, welcome, Carolyn, to the Honest as a Mother podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Oh my gosh. Well, the pleasure is ours. I mean, I say ours, but it's only me here tonight. My sister um, actually just got her vaccine, her second vaccine. So she is like down and out, which I feel horrible about because I had no reaction. (laughs) Really? You're so lucky. (laughs) My husband goes on Monday and he's like terrified because I was pretty sick too. Yeah, so she's she's not feeling well. But honestly, I am so happy to be here. Thank you for having us, Amanda. Um, I'm going to speak as if she is here right next to me. Um, She's here in spirit. Yeah, we're the mom babes. Here we are. (laughs) You are. So for my listeners who don't know who you are, can you just give a little background of who you guys are and what you represent and all that good stuff? Absolutely. So while like you said, I'm Carolyn and I have a sister, Christina. So we're sisters. Um, we do not live in the same town. So we're West Coast. We're out here in BC. Um, and I, we're both in the suburbs of Vancouver. Like I live an hour east. She lives an hour north. Um, but we out here have started a community for moms. And so we are authors and we are podcast hosts. And um, like I said, yeah, sisters, besties and we're your permission slip givers, we're your high fivers, we're those people who want to cheer you on through every phase of motherhood. And um, yeah, we are all about just making sure that you know you have a story and your story matters. And we've been able to create this beautiful community of um, amazing mothers uh, who do that. So it's amazing. Yeah, what you guys have created is so amazing. And I think it's so important because I think there's so many women that don't have a mom tribe or maybe don't have a support system was that the case is that the case for you guys I know some moms are like I'm creating my own community yeah yeah it was a big piece for us um Christina and I always uh you know dream that we would we would be mothers um but not necessarily mothers at the same time so um Christina had her daughter Piper so she so sorry Christina has two girls Piper and Quinn, they're, uh, Piper just turned eight and Quinn is two and a half. And I have a son, um, Reese, who is essentially three, he's three next month. So, um, Piper and, or sorry, uh, Quinn and Reese are very close together. So when, when we found out that we were going to be on maternity leave together, we were like, oh my gosh, this is going to be the best. Right. Um, But we had some things happen to us along the way that, um essentially you know for christina there's a big age gap in between her kids and so she needed to make um almost a new set of mom friends um with quinn and for me you know my first time becoming a mom and needed mom friends and we actually had both gone to our neighborhood i went to the library and christina had gone to her um community center kind of thing and we went there and we both i remember coming home and calling her and saying like, did you feel how I felt? <laughs> and it was that, it was amazing. The women were awesome. But all we talked about was baby's poop and their sleep. And like, here's the thing, like all boo, all boobs. Oh my gosh, boobs. Um, breastfeeding is our thing. But what I was trying to say <laughs> is all 
babies poop and all babies sleep or don't sleep. Like it's, yeah. it's the same, you know, it's the same shit different day. But what we weren't, weren't asked is, you know, who we are right. and um, how we are doing. And we kind of felt like, you know, we wanted something more and we just felt like, well, if we're feeling this way, there must be other moms feeling this way too. So we went back the next week and I just told all those moms to come to my house and Christina did the same. And we essentially started, you know, a coffee club in our homes and just kept inviting moms over and they kept in, kept bringing more moms and more moms and more moms. And so, I mean, at one point at Christina's house, there was like 42 moms and all their babies. Wow. Like That's just, amazing. Because moms wanted more, right? They wanted just more connection, more community. And, um, it's hard to get that in, in, um, a space where it's, you know, sing-alongs or that type of thing. So we just decided to build a community that was open for every mom. Yeah. So we needed it. We realized other people needed it and, um, gosh, now we're here, which is pretty, pretty, you know, the community has just grown and grown and grown and, and shifted and, and, um, pivoted in so many, you know, beautiful ways, which we would never, um, have expected. So it's been pretty cool. That is cool. And I like what you were saying about how no one asked about you, because I find that when you become a mom, everything revolves around your children, which is fine. And of course, I think we want it to. But then when we start to question, well, what about me? We can struggle with guilt or like shameful feelings like, well, everything should be about the baby. And then we slowly but surely try or start to put ourselves on the back burner until all of a sudden we don't know who we are anymore outside of taking care of this little person, even when we're with people. Like, I know I struggled with it, even with my friends. Like, all of a sudden I didn't feel like I fit in my friend group because I didn't even know what I liked or didn't like anymore. It's a huge piece. And I think what um, I've discovered or... um, is, you know, motherhood really is a relearning of yourself mm-hmm. and you relearn how you communicate or how to communicate effectively. You relearn just different systems and what, and, and I think for me, um, I'm a very type, I don't say I'm type A, but I, I like things a certain way. I'm, I, you know, I would want to be able to say I did it all and, mm-hmm. um, the overachiever always wanting to do well. Um, And so for me, a big piece was really getting clear um, and learning boundaries, learning how to prioritize, but also the big piece was letting shit go, letting it go, letting it go. It doesn't matter. Um, But what, with that came the big piece for me is really getting clear on those non-negotiables and I don't sacrifice those. So those are the pieces where I'm like, I may not do everything well, but what I'm going to choose to do well, I'm going to do it well. Yeah. So and, what's your non-negotiables? Well, good question. Um, so big, uh, this is the whole thing right now. It's like self-care. How do you self-care? Yes. It's okay. so, so, it's like so overrated. Like, oh God. And so with the, I hate a bubble. And the lattes yes. and the and all this stuff. So here's the thing. I really look at it. I Self-care to me is those non-negotiables. So yes. for me, the non-negotiable is I always make sure that I get my workout in. Now, sometimes like, again, I want like the Peloton, you know, I'm giving it, but honestly, sometimes 
it is like, oh my gosh, I don't have time for that. And so again, you can go down this, the spiral, but yep. again, in my head, the non-negotiable, well, it's, I want movement. I want to get out and have some time for myself. So it may not always look like the Peloton or the yoga class or whatever I can get to, but every day I am getting out for my walk and I, you know, either put a podcast in or I put headphones on or I just walk, take the dog, we go. Yep. So yep. definitely my like workout time is a non-negotiable. Non-negotiable is no phones while my son is up. Like from okay. like when I pick him up from daycare, because like we full time work and so. But I am always um well with the mom babes like you're always on Instagram and doing this, doing that, and you know booking this and booking that. So it was just getting out of control. And so now um I really had that you know conversation with my husband and I where we realized like honestly we pick our son up at four four thirty. He goes to bed at seven. Yeah. 7.30, like we yep. can't have three hours of no phone time, then we have a serious problem that we need to work on. <laughs> like, yeah, I get that. We, we, I try. It's hard, but it's I so feel hard. the same way. It's so hard. And sometimes I have to pick it up and say, I will get back to you later in terms yep. of like, if it's like a really crucial thing, but like we make a very conscious effort because like my kid slapped me in the face what on the phone and he's walked out boom slapped me in the face being like, like this is a non-negotiable like, this is non-negotiable we are <laughs> we are getting this clear here so yeah so phones away in that time that's a big one for us like we want to make sure that we have the family time like quality family time that's so so important to us and um, for me personally it's the workout is making sure i like drink water like all of the nourishment yeah. stuff but again i don't put too much pressure on it um but I plan for it because I know when I feel better and I feel fueled and I feel rested and all those things, well, then I'm a better mom. I'm a better partner. I'm a better everything. So, yeah. um, yeah, I let go of like cleaning the house. Eh. Oh yes. I like, need to let I go of that. It. Like I clean it. I make sure it's clean, but I'm not, I'm not slaving all day. Like if my, if my neighbors know if they come over, they're going to see it how it is, but it's more important to me to have the connection. So the community and having a glass of wine with my neighbors or my girlfriends, like that's more important to me than saying I can't come or you can't come over because I have dishes in the sink. So yeah. we've gotten really good at working in the cracks of time. And uh, thankfully I have a very supportive uh, husband and partner who is like very domesticated. So we both can share all those jobs. So yeah, we do what works. But I think the big piece for anybody out there is listening is who's struggling with any of these things is like, really sit down and kind of make that list out of like, what are the things that really matter to you? Yep. And then you don't want to sacrifice. Love and it. Do those. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I need to do that. I do need to do that. It's still something I haven't done. I know what they are. I'll yell at my husband when I don't get them, but I don't think I've communicated that they're non-negotiable. <laughs> oh, it's, this so. was, and, and the same thing goes for like my husband too. Cause everyone's like, well, it must be nice for you. Um, no, okay, he gets them too. Like he gets them too. And he, for his, for him, like his thing is golf and yeah. he needs, he needs that time. And, um, we know that and he's a better partner, husband, you know, all the things, uh, father, um, when he goes and do, goes and does it. And so when yeah. he, we both know, like whenever we go out or whatever it is, if I'm doing a podcast, like down here in the basement, like we both say, whenever you walk in that door or you come up the stairs from, you know, you, you better be ready because it's yeah. going to be gone. So don't come home when you're 
like, oh, I don't really want to go home yet. Or I still want to go scroll my phone for half an hour. Don't come home yet. Right. <laughs> Love it. Like come up when you're ready so that you can be full on parenting and involved and present and all those things. So we try our best again, we're not perfect by any means, but, um, yeah. and I don't want to speak for my sister because she operates on a different system than I do. But for me, uh, that's what we try and do. So love it. Um, something that you guys had touched on, on Instagram, which really kind of intrigued me. And I really wanted to dive into this more with you, but you had made a post about how, about the book. I know it was about the book, but which I want to get into as well, but like you were talking about how people are not talking about how we change when we become moms. And that was, I think, a huge piece for both of you. And I think even for me, like, I don't know if you would agree, but I have found myself, I'm about to be 33. I don't think I even know who I am completely at this point but I definitely know a lot more within the last four years since I've become a mom. Like really was like, whoever I thought I was, I'm no longer that person had a bit of an identity crisis, but wow, am I really finding myself now? Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge piece. Um, you know, I, I, we, we realized with our community and, you know, and even ourselves, like, um, and again, I'll speak for myself. Um, I know my sister has experienced similar things. Like, it's almost like you have a rebirth of yourself. Like it's the re you gave birth, but you also are, you know, rebirthing who you are. And it seems it's kind of an odd thing to say, but, um, I really feel that I really feel that. And what has proven, um, so clearly with our book is, you know, so many women, it happens to them too, but in like so many different ways, unexpectedly different times. Like you might think, well, okay, like I know who I am. I'm not sure what you're talking about, but you might get to the phase where you're, you know, your kids are teens and they're go, they're off doing stuff. And, and then you're all of a sudden realizing like, I'm an empty nester. And who's, who's this person sitting next to me? Is, he my, is that my partner? <laughs> I'm not sure who that person is. Like, or who am I? Like I, or maybe you've gone to be a stay at home mom or you transitioned to a full-time working mom or you're traveling more now. Like there's so many like scenarios. Um, and I just, I think the book really proves that there's that connection piece, whether you, whatever you, or wherever you experience it, um, there's everybody has pain points and everybody has those pieces that, you know, they have to work through um, or overcome and, and really lean into. I think the big piece we learned with the book too, is that, um, you know, motherhood is hard, you know, and it's hard for different reasons and, and for different people in different ways. And what, you know, what someone might find hard, someone else doesn't. But I think, you know, you may not relate to every single motherhood story, but you can connect to the, to the piece, right? You can connect to that woman's voice in saying like, wow, that may not be me, but I know someone like that. Or yeah. my friend, my friend really struggled with that. Or wow, like that was like, for me personally, like we, during the book or well, um, right before, right before we, um, started the book, um, I had a miscarriage and I was like, feeling that heavyness and the weight. And then, 
for me, the healing journey, even for that piece, you know, working with all the authors and writing the stories mm -hmm. and um, hearing how they have healed through different things. It was so like, like, for me, I learned so much of like, wow, like I, I'm going to try that or I'm going to like, just by listening to them of how they talked and how they wrote and spoke, you know, you can take little tidbits and apply them to you. And then you realize what, how you can grow again. Right. right? And it's, it's really, cause we, we can't do it alone. And I think, um, you might think you're alone. You might feel like you're alone because you think well, there's nobody else possibly who's experienced this, but there are. Oh, the reality yeah. is there are, it may not be in the exact same way, but they will be on some level that you can connect to them. And I think Absolutely. that's been the coolest piece of the book. Oh yeah, for sure. So what of like, what about you? Can you remember like a point of your motherhood journey thus far where you were like, what am I doing? Who is Carolyn? Where did she go? Like, was it right away for you or did it come later on or what did it look like? That's a good question. Like, I don't even know that answer. I don't know I any know of what, it. You know what, like, do I know who I am? Um, you know what? I, for me, I think it was actually quite early on because um, being the person that I am, and I know I talked to you about this before, um, I was a planner, right? Like I planned and planned and planned. I had it all figured out. I knew exactly how it was going to go uh, and didn't go any 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 anywhere close to where I thought it was going to go. Right. So, um, I ended up, yeah, being really, really sick and then, um, having to stay in. So I gave birth and I was in the hospital for about a month. Um, wow. So I what was, exactly happened? Like, did yeah. you just, yeah. Tell me, tell me more about that. Yeah, like a month yeah, is a question. really so, freaking long time. Cause you not, have a C-section and they kick you out like 24 yeah, hours yeah. later. I know. I know. So those of you who are out there thinking like, um, I'm not trying to scare you, but this can happen. <laughs> um, but no, I, we, I had, a, I ended up having the emergency, emergency C-section. Um, my son uh, came out not breathing. So he ended up going to the NICU. And so we had that component that we, you know, dealt with and worked through. But for me, um, again, classic C-section, you know, and then I got uh, rushed to where or the next day. So my son left to go to the other, the bigger hospital to get the NICU. And then I spent the night where we gave birth and then, uh, went to the other hospital the next day. And when they, when I got there, they're kind of like, Oh yeah, classic C-section. Like, okay, well, you know, we'll get you out of here in a couple of days. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just kept like, I guess I'm kind of getting sicker and sicker and sicker. And I kept saying like, there's something wrong here. Like, and then again, there were like the few days where they're like, Oh, you're a first time mom. Like, you know, right. you're, you're meant to feel this way. It's okay. And I'm like, seriously, if women felt like this, you wouldn't, like, you, they would not get, you would not have a, you, this would not happen. Like you would not right. have a C-section and you would not send them home if they felt like this. So I just kind of dug my heels in because I knew something was wrong. Um, so finally, you know, long story short, I ended up having, um, uh, seven, 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 or no, five, five, 17 centimeter, um, hematomas that were in my abdomen wall that were all infected. Wow. So essentially it's just like a lot of infected blood that's yeah. essentially hardened. So they can't get them out. So they had to reopen my C-section and take oh all the gosh. infection out. And then, um, so that happened and then I ended up like going septic. So I had to have like multiple blood transfusions. Um, 
And so there was just that piece. And then I ended up getting released and going home, but then I ended up getting like flu symptoms. So then I had to go back and then they realized, um, I have an enlarged heart now. So from, from the pregnancy. So, um, they were just doing a lot of monitoring with my heart and making sure that it was going to be able to go down. So it didn't, obviously I've had to do a lot of work, uh, and, different things the last few years to get my heart and so my heart is still enlarged um that's just I think how it's going to be but it has gone down from where it was so that's a good thing and um but yeah so I um my son was released from the NICU he did great um but then what they don't tell you though is like when they get released from the NICU he's no longer a patient so I was the patient but they won't look after your baby oh my gosh okay because he's not a, he's not a hospital patient, right? Like he, he wasn't born oh there. God, yeah. so, I think I thought that they would just keep the baby. No, I, no, yeah, I didn't know that. No, wow. Okay. I needed to have the baby with me, but like, I was so sick that I couldn't care for the baby. Right. So it was like combination of, oh my gosh, almost a comedy of errors to begin with. But, um, yeah, yeah no. So I, um, had a C-section go wrong and I had preeclampsia yeah. and, um, the whole, the whole gamut scary thing. stuff. Once I got home, um, a month later, like my, my son was a projectile vomiter. So then we realized that he did have, um, uh, pylor, pyloric stenosis. What it's called? Mm -hmm. pyloric stenosis. So he had to go back so, yeah. in, um, he had to go back in and get surgery. So then he was in there and then we were released. And then two weeks later, our dad passed away. Oh so, my God, Carolyn, you're like, yeah, breaking so my had, heart. I know, I know, but you know I'm what? I'm so sorry. Um, thank you. With, um, and then I guess dad passed away in November, beginning of November. And then a month later, Christina gave birth to Quinn. So we had a big, you know, monumental life shifting moment. And, um, we had dad celebration of life in January. So a month after Quinn was born and, um, it was in that moment, I think my sister and I both changed that we were standing at, um, our dad's celebration of life, you know, giving his eulogy. And we both looked at each other and we're like, don't ever forget this feeling mm -hmm. because we looked around and we saw my dad's entire life, right? My dad's entire community all in one room. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I think we realized in that moment that the power of community and the, the strength that they can have to hold one person up. And I think, you know, we were kind of given that, or I really believe we were given that choice, you know, either to crumble or to climb. So we chose to climb and we had babes to look after and take care of. So we had no choice and we wanted to give our babies that real sense of, well, what's, what's this life all about? Why do we live? And it's for the community. It's for living out like that celebration of life every day. So that's where we really changed and like really like whoever we were before, like we were no longer those women. We are now women who really wanted to build a legacy for mm -hmm. us and for our kids and, and, and for our dad. Right. I was just like, going to say that. Like our dad was the modern day George Bailey. If you ever know, it's a wonderful life. Like yeah. that's who he was. And, and, um, yeah, he just, you know, he, he, ironically, he always believed that no one would come to his funeral, but you know, 400 people showed up. So he oh was my goodness. 
He was but, probably beaming. <laughs> he probably was. He was probably like, yeah. what are all you doing here? <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But we're a huge baseball family. So um, our favorite movie as a family is Field of Dreams. And so it was a, always that piece of if you build it, they will come. So, you know, he built a life and they all showed up. And so now for us, uh, we carry that with us and we're, we're building, you know, our legacy and, and uh, which includes all of you, right? All, all the moms and um, the women and, you know, really creating that sisterhood where we can all be here. So, yeah, I would say, I guess if that was January, my son was born in August. So I guess I had my, my calling of re-knowing who I am about four months later. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, it's amazing. And then I feel like your dad was a big piece of it. And yeah, it's just sometimes it's just, I love what you said too, about how like, there's just this moment where you're just not, you're just a different person. And I don't even know how that happens. It's not like you wake up feeling differently, just like something happens and you're like, I am no longer her. Whoever that was, I don't know her anymore. And it can be really hard to navigate through. It's It's scary. scary. It's so scary. It's scary because it, there's all the things that set in, right? The fear and the doubt Mm -hmm. and the naysayers and the opinion makers and all those people who have something to say to you, which you may or may not want to hear, but it's, it's hard. But I think what I, what I keep trying to hold on to is, you know, um, yeah, like who, I mean, however you want to say it, whatever makes you happy or, you know, what no longer serves you, then like you let that shit go and you just keep going forward. And we always say, Christina actually is the perfect person because she's always like, forward is the pace. So, you know, you just keep moving forward and and take one step. And we've always said, like, just start. Just start. Yeah, Yeah. you don't need to start and adjust later. Yeah. Like we are, we are the Queens. I'll, I'll, I'll put that out there. We are the Queens of just starting. Like even today I've been um, like riding the bike and um, all these things. And, um, but I have not been running and I, this is a simple example. Cause, and I'm like, Oh shit, I don't want to run. Cause that's going to be hard. <laughs> yes, It's going to feel hard, but I'm like, you know what? And then again, you're always just like, well, you know what? I'm going to eat really well. And so I'm going to, and when I lose five pounds, that's when I'm going to start running. Or, you know, yes. Saturday, Saturday is going to be a little bit cooler outside. I think that's when I'll start running. And mm-hmm. then you have to just like smack, I had to smack myself. Cause I was just like, who are you talking to right now? Like, no, today, today's yep. a good day as any, let's go, let's start. And I did, I went for a slow job today and it hurt in a few places, but Hey, I got back. <laughs> Here you are. And I'm like, I'm still alive and kicking. So there we go. <laughs> like, you just have to start. And I think that's a big piece with, um, because they, with, with the authors, like, so, and you know this, you know, you're uh, yeah. an author. Like, you know mm-hmm. it. Like, should I do this? I don't know. Do I have time? The kids mm-hmm. are little. Uh, guess what? You're never going to have time. Nope. I don't care if you nope. have kids or not. You will never you have, have time. time. So if you have something that you want to do, then guess what? You'll make it Yeah, absolutely. You find a way because you want to do it. So it's like, you can't wait till the kids are older till you lose five pounds until the pandemic's over. Like whatever you want to do and whether that's writing a book like we did 
Um, or it's simply like, yeah, trying going for a run, like, or it's phoning a friend you haven't phoned in like a year because of COVID. Like, phone them, pick up the phone yeah. right now and phone them. Like, yeah. do it because there's never going to be a perfect time. Like, it's always like, I even the other day I was driving up to my sister's place. We live like an hour and a half from each other. So it's a bit of a drive. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, I should call so-and-so. Oh, I don't know. They're probably busy. And I'm like, it's bullshit. No, I'm calling right yeah. now. And I call And if they're busy, like, they won't answer. Yeah. Right. And like, oh, maybe I'll leave a message or whatever, whatever. She answered. Right. Like, oh my God, I can't believe it's you. And we talked for an hour. Like. That's so nice. You just, just do it. So yeah. there you go. Well, I really want to talk about the book too. Yeah. Okay. Because I, I don't know. Are you excited about it? it's so I love it like so I obviously did a completely separate one but same kind of deal and it was like the most amazing experience just to meet all these other women and know they have such different stories but also crazily similar stories and just knowing there's just going to be this big giant book full of different stories about moms like how many moms are these books going to help thousands of them so tell me about your book sweet thanks um oh my gosh yeah our book ah she's a beauty she is (laughs) she got a pretty uh, cover it's I I I love it as soon as I saw the cover I'm like I love that cover yes I like the colors I like the font I love all of it Mm-hmm. Thank you. So yeah, so our book. Oh my gosh. Okay. So there's 20, 20 authors. And um, like you said, it's wild how, you know, there was no repeats. Like, I remember when mm-hmm. the women signed up and they were um, mm-hmm. to write their chapter and they were like, well, like, is there a screening process? Like, you know, are you going to ask us questions about what we're writing on? And we were like, well, no. <laughs> right. Like, um, should we? Like, we were kind of like, uh, hmm good question but we really realized like well no like every story matters and I think that was the cool part that we learned is that um a lot of women think like oh I don't know if I have a story or my story is not very funny or it's not very deep or it's not very but you realize like no no you all have a story and you may not realize how profound it is but trust me it's profound and mm-hmm. uh, because we all need, we all need the deep story. We need the grief. We need the loss. We need the triumph, the bravery, the, but then we also need the humor and the like, oh my gosh, surprise and the fairy tale and the, all the things. And so our book really is that full length mirror. I think, you know, as moms, we, it's that reflection of ourselves and it's mm-hmm. the reflection of all the women we know and who you may may not know their behind the scenes story, right? And I think it's the real truth. It's told by real moms telling those little pieces of their life that maybe have been tucked away so deep inside them for so long, but it's they felt this opportunity to get them out now. And it's, um, oh, it's just, it's a beautiful book. <laughs> no, it would be. Well, forever. I have like, but I realized I was, was actually explaining this to a mom at the spray park of all places. And I could see that I had been going on for too long because she was looking at me like, okay, <laughs> so it's a nice book then. I'm like, yes, it is. So I won't keep blabbing on about that, but it's a- No, you're proud of it and you should be. And it's so like, I'm sorry, but there's just nothing. 
it's the whole reason I have a podcast, the whole reason you have a podcast, the whole yeah. reason we are both trying to build communities because moms need to hear these things. There will be one mom, there'll be lots of moms, but if there is one mom who reads that book or listens to either of our podcasts and can go, oh, thank God, me too. And I don't feel so alone now. Totally. Done. Job done. Right? Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that was the really amazing piece for these, for the women who, um, who wrote their stories. I think they kind of felt like, well, who's going to read it? Or I don't know. Like, I don't know. But the feedback and the response and the connection that people have been reaching out to them. And so every, um, so everyone had 1200 words to write, you know, a portion of their story, a little essay. Um, and I think that's kind of the cool thing about a co-author book is that you don't have to read it like front to back. You can, you can skim through it. You can thumb through it and find, you know, I want to read Amanda's story today or, and then tomorrow I'm going to read Carolyn's story. And I think the size of our book is really great because it fits in a diaper bag. It fits in a purse. And it's something that you can really just pull out because again, um, you know, moms will always say, well, I don't have time to read. Totally. Sometimes it's, I get that. Like, even for me, like I'm an avid reader, but to sit down and read something, you know, so long, sometimes you think, well, why bother? I'm just going to scroll Instagram instead. Totally. But having a co-author project and having these little essays that are literally, you know, five and six pages long, sometimes shorter then you know, you can sit down and you have literally, sometimes you have like 10 minutes. And so you can sit down and you read someone's story for 10 minutes and you're just like, Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I needed that. And yeah. I feel like it's, I'm trying to do that more rather than just getting, I don't want to use the word lazy. Cause I feel like everybody needs a time just to like scroll. <laughs> I, I know I definitely do, but I've been trying to be more mindful of like, rather than just flipping open the phone. Well, it's been, it's, and that's what I think has been so great of being involved in like, cause we were in a co-author project, you know, together before um, we even wrote our own book. And so just being involved with those communities of women, you then begin to realize like, wow, there's other opportunities out there and there's women out there who I can connect with. And then they, you know, write again for another book. And so then you get that book and it's like, like my sister and I have now, I think, I don't know, like purchased five or six different, you know, co-author books, which is great because then now like you have literally a hundred little essays, right. That you can at any moment, just grab that book, skim through it, find one, read it. And you're like, Oh, that was nice. Like, yeah. And you don't have to overthink it. You don't have to. And so, yeah, anyway, I just think with our book, it's really nice that, um, and then each, you know, and every author we've put their social media. So people have been able to connect with them. And I think that's been a really nice piece as well. And, um, yeah, yeah, no, I like, I like the piece that again, it just grows the community. Yeah, agreed. I do too. Well, I'm excited for you. I I need to order a copy. Oh my gosh, we should just send you one. I can't believe we haven't done that yet. So, well, I'll send you one of mine. Maybe in the chat, send me your address and then we can. Yeah. And when I get mine, I'll send you one. Mine is, it's coming, it's in the mail. Patiently waiting. What did that feel like? Tell me, what does it feel like when you get it in your hot little hands? Oh, well, I bawled my eyes out. <laughs> oh, I bet. It's like, it's, 
it's well, emotional. Like it's like a baby again. Like it's well, yeah, you've worked so hard on it, and it's a huge accomplishment. Like whether you wrote the whole book, you wrote one chapter, it's such an accomplishment. You are a published author. You have a book with your damn name in it. Yeah, that's the thing. And I think I'm so happy you touched on that because I think people are like, oh, well, like, you know, I just wrote a chapter. And you're like, totally. No, mm-hmm. no you did not. Like, yes, you did write a chapter. But like, that is what the beautiful thing of a co-author project or experience or project, you know, or book, like, because like you wrote the book, like you yeah. did, like you did write the book. And because of the experience, I think because we met with our authors for essentially six months is because they didn't want it to end. We had you know, originally started six weeks of like in-person um, Zoom calls and helping them write their stories and build. And again, we wanted to build that community. And then once we had written our stories and they had been sent off to editing, you know, one of the, one of the authors was like, so there's no call next week. And we're like, well, no, you guys, you know, you're editing, wait for your revisions. And then we're going to, you know, pick up in a couple weeks. And they're like, oh, well, could we have another call next week? Like we love yeah. just to jump in. And then what we started doing actually is while we were, you know, waiting for just doing all the backend stuff, editing and design all that stuff each week we met up and we had each woman um read their story so in whatever version they had like some of them still needed a few editing tweaks and stuff but for the most part like they Mm -hmm. had their story and being able to watch someone else perform and read their story because um you know that i think that piece really then bonded us all so much closer together and then again when it came to like selling the book and sharing the book and gifting the book like everybody could really be behind because you knew everybody's stories so then you could say okay my story is about this but Mm -hmm. amanda's story is about this and you need to have this in your life like you they could you know it just it really added um i think that ownership piece of like wow like we did this and this is Mm -hmm. our book and ironically like my sister and i um, you know, we had chapters written and we wrote the foreword, but what we decided to do is just to put little pep talks, um, throughout the book because the authors, they're the stars, like they are the stars and it was their stories that needed to be heard. People know our story and our stories in the foreword. And I mean, it's on Instagram and we're going to, um, be writing our book here pretty soon. So, um, yeah. Anyway, it was just really great to see these women shine. So love it. Mm-hmm. Well, I can see you're memeing about it. You're shining yeah. about it all on your own. I'm so so excited to to read it. Honestly. Well, before we get into where everyone can find it and yeah. purchase it and all those things, we have to wrap it up with my final segment of an honest as a mother confession that's right that's right so, I know you told me this and I was like oh I gotta get a juicy one but you know <laughs> yes. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna I'll share two because one's from my sister and it's yes, actually in the me. book it's actually in the book but um it's just so good so even if you haven't read the book or you haven't got the book yet um the can I guess the confession or I don't know if it's like what you should do anyway um after you have a baby or um yeah you give birth or whatever you need to throw out all your underwear throw it out Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like all, even like for me, like, you know, like the neon pink, like sexy thong you had when you like, were like 22, went to the bar and being like, Ooh, this is going to be my lucky pair of underwear. Like, right. no, that's gotta go. Like she yeah, gone. gone. So she long gone. Yeah. Get rid of those. And like the humongous granny panties that you're like, I'm going to wear this when I come home from the hospital and have a pad the size of China. Like, no, it's all gotta go. And then go out and invest your, in, in like nice underwear, like full bum, boy short, yes. whatever you like, like go get yourself new underwear because that yes. is an important thing. So Agreed. Like she writes it way more eloquent, eloquently, oh my gosh, than I do. But um, yeah, definitely do that. And then my confession, oh gosh, what's even a confession? What does that even mean? Um, well, let me think. Like something that I didn't know. Or something that I still do. Like or like butter. even just something like, what was my confession this week? I do them on Instagram. So my confession had something to do with mom guilt. And I just don't remember oh, what it was okay, okay. now. But my confession. Hmm. Like, I don't know. Someone wrote to me that they this like this was i think a very brave confession but she wrote to me that she decided that breastfeeding was killing her mental health so she decided to to start formula and she was scared and i was like oh love you so good for you so proud of you um i just like to you can confess like whatever it is that you want like your kids slapped you in the face because i feel like those are things (laughs) you need to normalize because okay let's just go with it this is a good one this is a good one because um oh my gosh so we're in like these toddler phase here and shit got real shit gets real in the toddlers like holy holy how how come no one tells you that like i really felt like obviously we had a really traumatic like start so i was like oh like this is really hard and then you get going and it's good and then you're like oh like mom it's not so hard but now i feel like back into this like what the fuck stage so um i confess that like literally um there are times when I want to sell my children. Well, I mm-hmm. shouldn't say children, child. I only have one. Sometimes he feels like there's like five, he's five, five children oh. because oh, yeah. how much energy and um, things he has. What we're struggling with is the communication piece. So here's my real confession is um, don't be afraid to be the crazy mama. Yes. Okay. And don't I, be ashamed of it. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. I really kind of pride myself on being the crazy mama. Like I, from the beginning have always said, like, you need to be an advocate. You need to be loud, be mm-hmm. loud because yeah. no one's going to be loud for you. Only you. So I'm okay with if I, whenever I leave the doctor's office or the hospital, or I don't know, like the swimming lessons that I also had to be loud at, like not loud in a mean way, but like you have to speak up in a way that is going to benefit for you and your child. And so what I mean by that is, um, my son right now is really lacking communication. We know he has some speech delays, but it was kind of like, well, you know, we'll wait and see. Well, okay, we'll right. See. We'll see if he kind of picks it up here. But the reality is, like deep down, I knew I'm like, well, I don't think I think we need some help. And you know what? For me, I you know I got loud and I called every single list and place and you know, um, assessment 
to do what we can get. And it was, um, yeah, we have, we have things in place that we're going to get some help. So it's, I think the big piece for me is, yeah, be loud. That would be my confession. Yeah, you do. You have to be loud, especially for your children. Um, just cause they, they can't speak for themselves. I mean, the toddlers can, they'll tell you to go fuck yourself real quick, but <laughs> when it comes to, or sorry, the way my daughter tells me now, she's about to be three next month. Don't talk on me is what she says to me. She puts her hand up like this and I'm like, bitch, I made you, I will take you out of this world too. <laughs> like, yeah. This, me. this is her yeah. new thing. Don't talk on me. Yeah. Oh, no. okay. Put your hand down. That's right. But you do, you, you have, you got to be louder than the toddlers. Mm -hmm. And I'm all about like, um, well, yeah, you know, there's so many, um, yeah, amazing, like parenting and all the things, but it's okay to want to put your child on the curb and put a free sign. Yeah. Free pickup. Like none of us actually follow through with it. And if we do, like I'd give them to like my best friend or something, she'd bring them back. Like, you know, or like, it's okay to tell your husband or wife that you just want to get rid of them. So when they come home, you're getting the hell out. Yeah. And that's just what you do. Survival. We all have, we all do it. And I think the big piece is too, is like, I hope you have a friend um, or a neighbor or someone in your life that you can call and you can say that to. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, well, then I will put my number on the, the show notes here and you can text me that because mm-hmm. everybody needs to have a friend they can do that with and know yep. that they're just going to listen. They're not going to call child services on you. Yep. <laughs> they're right. just going to listen and say, girl, we got you. When yeah. can I come over with the cup of coffee or the the cup of tea or the wine or whatever, because we all go through it. And, um, yeah, just be bold, be brave, all those things. I love it. Well, now please let everyone know where they can follow you guys, where they can find you and where, and most importantly, where they can buy this book. Boom. Cool. Okay. Um, well we are the mom babes.com. So the mom babes, um, and then the same thing on Instagram on like everything, like we're just at the mom babes. Everything we do is the mom babes. So you can pretty much find us anywhere there. And then for the book, the big piece would be on our website. So yeah, www.themombabes.com. You can order it online there. We will ship it to you. Or we have, if you are local, like in British Columbia, um, then, and you're in our neck of the woods, we do have local pickup as well. Um, we are launching on Amazon, I believe like probably like the third or week of August. So in about like three weeks, we'll be on Amazon too. So that's amazing. So then everybody can have their easy prime delivery access to you at all times. You betcha. 3am add to carts. Let's get real. It's all, it's always what's happening over here. (laughs) Check out. That's right. Well, thank you, Carolyn. This has been so wonderful. I've loved this conversation. I'm so excited to see where the mom babes go. And I'm excited for the next book. Yeah, the next book, we're going to be um, starting the process uh, come September, October. So we do have actually um, a wait list, which again, it's not like you don't have to pay anything to be on the wait list. It's just to be like first in the know. Um, Right. 
get the information. So if you want us, um, if you're interested in the Mom Babe co-author book, because um, we got book number two coming, then yeah, that also can be on our website. Um, you can sign up there. And um, yeah, we are rolling. We're we're just getting started. So thank you. I'm so excited for you guys. So. Oh my God. Absolutely. We'll meet back here. You one year's time when book two is coming out. Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank right. you so much for having us. I know it's just me here today, but thank you. This is so, so great. And this is what we live for. So thank you so much for having us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Well guys, thank you again for tuning into another episode and I'll talk to you next week. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the honest as a mother podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you.